is Head Retention, a podcast where beer makes great conversation even greater. Hello, welcome to Head Retention. We've got a couple of episodes that we are going to uh, be putting out, so uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Tell your craft beer-loving friends to subscribe because uh, we're going to be churning out some content now that the holidays are upon us. But first, Lachelle, we're going to look back to Portugal, where both of us, by some coincidence, we didn't plan this, ended up in Totally Port- random. Totally random. And we weren't there at the same time, but we did both, uh, I- I'm going to use air quotes, experience the Portugal beer scene. And so I thought, why don't, why don't we talk about Portugal and, and, and a bigger issue or a bigger conversation of, hey, you know what, let's, uh, let's drop all of the pretense and let's just enjoy beer no matter how people are brewing it across the world. So I guess let's, let's do this. Mine is very easy, so I'll just do it very quickly. My family was in Portugal for 10 days uh, in August. Yours was a little more in-depth. So what were you doing in Portugal and when were you there? Okay, I was there mid-June. And the reason I was there goes back. We had this trip planned for a good 10 months before it happened. We were going to go see the Foo Fighters in both Lisbon and, and then Taylor Hawkins passed, passed away. away. So concerts were canceled, but uh, we still went. It was myself and seven friends, um, and we we just wanted to go and experience the city. Um, I kind of feel like that would have been the you know, what Taylor Hawkins would have wanted, right? He would have wanted us to still go. And I was super excited for a lot of reasons. One, I loved who I traveled with. And I had never been to Europe. Really? Yeah. So I was excited for that. Um, you know, and not only did we both go to Lisbon at this, you know, at this, at the same year. Also, you and I experienced a hefty birthday this year. So we have been living parallel lives. But this summer, I wonder. Right? Well, I, I anyway, wonder. So back to back I, to Lisbon. So. I wonder how long we've been living the parallel life. Have we been living our parallel lives our whole lives, or was it just <laughs> this year that we just get in a parallel plane? This is the sort of uh, philosophy question that I could talk about for hours. Let's start another <laughs> podcast about parallel lives in universes and where we actually live, because. Uh- that I could talk about that for hours. I'm down but with anyway, that. Back to back to the air, back to Lisbon. Well, I'm down with that. I'm down with that as, as long as we only do one episode every three months of that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Well, because I'm sure I'm so busy in my other parallel lives that I would only have time for that. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead. Lisbon. Uh, this was my so first Lisbon. time in Lisbon. Your first time in Lisbon. Uh, great city overall. And here's the thing. Not expensive either. That was the thing that I was very taken aback by. Yeah, I was uh, I was surprised that um, we stayed in an Airbnb. I don't know what you like what, what you stayed in if you stayed in a hotel, but my friend got us um, an amazing Airbnb because there were so many of us. Um, the only downfall about that Airbnb, I am not kidding you, seven flights of stairs to get to my room. And I am not a light traveler. Like, I know this is going to shock you. I could have carried like two humans in my bag. <laughs> Those seven flights of stairs kicked my ass in the Airbnb. And Portugal, a flat city. So that was a lot of hauling of the luggage around Lisbon there. Yeah, Portugal, very, uh, Lisbon is, is very, very hilly, which I found out. We, uh, we definitely got our steps in. So did you go with, uh, did you go with beer drinkers? I went with beer drinkers. I went with my friend Jeremy, who I've talked about his beer program at Foster's um, in Centerville numerous times. And 
we um <laughs> I, I like to think that we that our drinking problem is a positive and not a negative but uh we drank ourselves silly in lisbon and not just beer um aperol spritzes mojitos i tried to enjoy port i'm still not a port fan never really found one that i enjoyed but uh it was definitely the right group of people to go with um we had one friend who had all the historic sites that she wanted to see and they looked at me and they're like what do you want to do Well, there's a great bar that I've heard about over here. There's this restaurant where I want to go get this drink, and that was pretty much my experience of Lisbon. I ate and drank my way through the city. So I went with my family, so my wife and my two sons. My wife does drink beer, but is not a huge beer drinker. Uh, but we did have some great Portuguese wine, which is something that they're known for. Uh, but it took me... I was basically drinking and I was experiencing the beer scene in Portugal alone. So like, we really had different different experiences. But I'm interested because at one point I did email you and I'll talk to you. Uh, I'll mention the email in a second. But, you know, to I think that the, the overall thing is go to go to Lisbon. It's a beautiful city. It's not going to set you back a ton to number one, get there. And then number two, to get around within Portugal or Lisbon, by the way, it's not, I'm not saying it's like dirt cheap. I'm just saying if you live it's in reasonable. A, if you, yeah, it's reasonable. Thank you. Very well put. It's reasonable. Uh, there are a number of things to see. There are a number of, of wines to try and ports to try. That's not the focus of this podcast though. This is a craft beer podcast. So For the rest of the podcast, we'll we'll focus in on on the craft beer scene. You mentioned something which I didn't really see or find in my four days in, in Lisbon, which is bars to go to. Were you going to bars to to try beers, or were you going to bars to try uh, alcoholic drinks that weren't beer? <laughs> so let me tell you about my highly technical and professional way of finding a bar to try beer in. I'd walk by it because there's so many little cafes and, you know, I would follow the umbrellas. If there was a patio and you had an umbrella out, I figured you were a good bar. And then I would look at your tap handles. So if you had an umbrella and you had fun tap handles, I stopped for a drink. <laughs> good. Listen, we all have our scientific methods. That one seems very scientific to me. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, it did not disappoint. It never steered me wrong. I was like, oh, umbrellas, let's go. <laughs> Where, I should say, just so, so we can, uh, this is the last non-beer question. Where in Lisbon were you so that I can kind of get a gauge to where I was? Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't really remember either. I was hoping you would. I know I what, I know I what. I don't remember. I know what, I know I was off of the blue line and then we spent a lot of time, this is the metro, and then we spent a lot of time uh, near the water, near the green line and the blue line in that little area. So I don't know. We where... were definitely on the blue line a lot. Um, I found that their public transportation system was so easy and canoes. Very easy. Uh, so I could taste all the beers. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And I was definitely bummed out that I lived in D.C. and their public transportation is so bad. Um, but yes. So we were, we, I guess we were kind of in the same areas. So uh, what kind of... Let me let me start because I think you're going to go okay. a little bit more in depth and I, and I my story leads to your story so I think it'll work well there. So we get there, we go to the hotel, I drink in Australia at the hotel and I'm like, okay, well this is a macro. I had a Sagres 
I was like, okay, this is another macro. But now we're like two or three days in, and I've this is the only beers that I have found are are different variations of these two brands, which are macros. And it's starting to bother me, and I'm starting to get a little crabby with the fam because we haven't stopped. I haven't found a lot of craft beer places, and I knew that you were there a couple of months before, and you were like, oh, there's a really good beer scene here. And so I'm like, where are they? I haven't found them. It's bothering me. And so I finally, uh, the third night, I emailed you, and I said, hey, what craft beers were you drinking? (laughs) (laughs) And you emailed me back saying, Actually, I didn't have a lot of craft beer. I was drinking the Estrella, which I thought was great. I was drinking the Sagres. And I was like, it was, and here's here's kind of a big takeaway for anybody going anywhere thinking about being a craft beer lover. Soon as you sent that email, I was like, oh, well, Lachelle was drinking what I was drinking. Why am I sweating not having a lot of craft beer? She, a literal connoisseur of craft beer, is not putting on airs in Lisbon and just drinking and enjoying beer and enjoying beer in a different environment, in this case, Lisbon. I need to drop my pretenses of being a craft beer snob and just enjoy the beers that I can get wherever I am. And I will tell you, Lachelle, from there on for the rest of my trip, and then we ended up going to Spain, I really just stopped overthinking it and was like, you know what? I want a beer here, and I want to taste to see if the beer is good. So I have to say, thank you so much for that lesson, not just to me, but to anybody listening who's who's thinking to themselves, I have to drink craft beer wherever I go to be considered a craft beer person. Thank you. Yeah, So, but the bartenders, so Superbuck, which I love. Right, um, which I had. I, which was, you know, their macro. It's their version of Bud Light. It's damn good. It's tasty. And so I would go, like, but Superbock was everywhere, right? So I'd always go in and order a Superbock. Um, the people of Lisbon were extremely friendly, the bartenders. And that's kind of like where I would get my direction, where we would all get our direction for where we were headed. And they would give me, like, samples of beer that they had behind the bar. They would just open bottles for us so that we could all share them. And that's how I got to experience craft beer was just by talking to the bartender. Go figure. I didn't do that. See, this is the thing. And this this is great. These are great lessons for anybody traveling anywhere is speak up to the bartender. And, you know, Lisbon, they, it's Portuguese, but uh, I would say 75% of the people and, and uh, almost 100% of the young people spoke English. So it wasn't even a language barrier situation, but it was just me. Like, I, I, it's so funny. I would was, tr- was being a craft beer snob, but then I didn't ask the bartenders about what you had that wasn't super Bach because I didn't want to come off like a craft beer snob. But I was. So, like, I, I was doing the worst of both worlds, basically. And <laughs> you got you got to go back and do it the right way. I really, well, I mean, I learned this lesson because then I went to Toronto the next month, and I did, I, I kind of did that. I was like, you know what? Whatever you have, I'm going to start, and then you're going to tell me what else is there that I should be drinking, which is kind of what you're basically what you're saying that you did in Lisbon, which I was too, I guess, in my own head about. And so, yeah, and. To, to your point about Superbach, Superbach was really, really good. And I'm drinking it. I'm like, this is good. But I'm kind of like sucking it down going, this is good, but it's not craft beer. I got to find a craft beer. This is good, but I got to find a craft beer. Instead of just going, this is a really good beer. And I don't care if it's a macro. I don't care if it's like Bud Light of Lisbon. I'm enjoying it. Why can't I just sit here and enjoy it? 
It was great. And it was, um, I don't know, it opened up a lot of doors. Like it became the thing when I would look for my umbrellas, I'd be like, oh, Superbach umbrellas. They have beer. Let's go see what they have. And, um, you know, we, I had two other females that were in our group and they like to go shop. Um, I'm not a big shopper. I would, I went with the, with the guys to the bar. So (laughs) usually myself and three other men at the bar. So when they, when the bartenders were offering to share some of beer, it was easy, right? Cause we would buy a bottle and split it between the three of us, three or four of us, whoever was there that day. And the bartenders, um, there was no language barrier at all. Everyone, I felt like a moron because in my typical American, I only speak English and I just felt like I wasn't worthy because they were all super knowledgeable and spoke English flawlessly. Amen. So yeah. it was, um, it was a great experience. And I just, I, in every bar, I let the bartender lead the way. I rarely ordered anything on my own. I said, what What are you drinking? Like, when you go night, what are you drinking? When you're done with your shift, what are you drinking? And they would just start pouring it for us. That's a, I love that takeaway, and I wish I had known that going to uh, Lisbon rather than hearing it two months after I got back from Lisbon. Um, let me ask you this. It feels like, um, and, and this is kind of where I guess you can go a little more in depth, yeah, I did have some some non-loggers, some non-pilsners. However, it does feel like Lisbon, and I, I don't want to speak for all of Europe, so let's just keep it to Lisbon since it's a Portugal beer uh, conversation. Really, really fans of, of light beers, of, of lagers and of pilsners. Is that, is, is that an accurate statement? That's correct. I did not have very many IPAs. I feel like everyone had a standard IPA on tap. I found there to be more... Amber ales, right? Um, more blondes. Like there wasn't. It wasn't like here in the states where there's five IPAs for every lager that's on tap. Every time I I checked in on Untapped so that I could remember what I drank because that's what. It's so un- cute that you still use Untapped. I love that about you. It's not. It's not a social media thing. It's a. It's a definitely a cataloging thing. But every time it's a a notebook for you to keep reference. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Every time I checked in, it felt like my caption was uh, crispy boy on tour, crispy boys first (laughs) uh, Lisbon beer. Uh, So uh, to the point of it does what any do you have? Did you get any vibe as to why that might be? Why they they really are? Is it just because that's the classic styles and we are really close to. Uh, the the classic beer making countries and this is kind of what filtered out to to the other European nations. I could not have said it better myself that they don't want our bastardized American <laughs> beer. They, they want us to have the good classic beer, the beer that has been made this way for centuries. That's it was fantastic. And I liked I liked the comment that you made of everybody had an IPA on tap, but I didn't go out of my way to have an IPA for a couple of reasons. And I don't know if you share the ones that I did. I had a I had a pale ale. There was a um, I did go to a craft brewery um, in that was in Lisbon proper, and they had all of the typical things that you would see in an American craft brewery. So I had a pale ale. I had their IPA, but I think for me it was. These are good. Like the pale ale was especially was delicious, but it was a win in Rome situation of, okay, I'm on the continent. I really should. And, and IPAs are the, are the domain of Americans. If I'm going to have an IPA here, it's probably not going to be as good as some of the IPAs I've had in the States. So why don't I just stick with what 
everybody here is drinking, which are the the lagers, the pilsners, and and the blonde ales and and things like that. So I had a couple of of pale ales slash IPAs, but for the most part, as soon as I got that email from you saying, which you didn't say, but I translated of get the hell over yourself and enjoy the beers that are there. I stuck with the light lagers and they were, they were delicious. They were fantastic. Yeah. And I also found it interesting. I did not see a lot of sours available in Lisbon. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, most places would have a stout, if not two stouts on tap, you know, and we're talking, we were there in June. It's, it was warm. So we've had this conversation a few times about how Americans tend to drink stouts when it's cold outside because they think it's a heavy beer. I found that to be uh, uh, really cool to have two different stouts on and, you know, it's 80 degrees outside. What do you think the the lack of sours are? Because I would I would imagine a country that is – feel free to just say, well, Roach, you're an idiot. Those things aren't connected. But I would imagine a country that is – uh, as known for their wines as they are, would have some sort of sour on, on available to, to drink in a in a in a beer type setting as well. Yeah, I just didn't see a lot. They had cider. Yes, a lot of cider. So maybe that goes back to more wine. Maybe because the wine is so awesome, the ciders are so good. Maybe they just they leave the sours to to Belgium. I, I don't know, but it was. Um, it was fun to see the different tap lineups because what? it was not it was not reminiscent of what you see here in the states. Okay, so look, I, and I don't want to put you on the spot, uh, but you said you know some of the some of the taps. If they had a cool tap, I was going for it. Um, were they were they variations of the macros? Because I had a couple of of different styles of Superbach. Uh, I had a diff- couple of different styles of the Sagres. I had a couple. I had a many different styles of the Estrellas. Um, was there was that kind of what you stuck to, or were there some other ones that that kind of popped out for you? So the tap handles were huge, right? <laughs> In America, we have our tap handles, right? But these tap handles, they were so well branded. You you kind of knew like what brewery they were from because they went along with everything else that was on tap, whether it was the IPA, the blonde, or the stout. But they were so well done. And for someone who enjoys branding like I do, I think, I think that's why I was drawn to it. And I'm also like a kindergartner. I like write shiny things. I'm like, oh, that looks fun. I want to I want to drink that because that's a fun tap handle. So it was. Um, I've never seen so much branding for beer as I did in Lisbon. Like that Superbach umbrellas, their kegs Everywhere. are red. Their trucks. It was the best branding I've seen outside of a college. Yeah, and, and I'll go one step further uh, because, you know, my sons play soccer. I'm a huge soccer fan. So we went to uh, the Benfica Stadium, which is in Lisbon. Um, their sponsor is is Sagres. So, like, there's, okay. there's just, just – you're right. There, there were the umbrellas everywhere. There were the uh, – like, here in the States, you see the, the neon signs a lot – but this was this was on a different level where I almost feel like the macros in the states have decided to go, you know what, we're not going to do sponsorship money anymore. But that hasn't reached Lisbon uh, especially, but all throughout the continent as well, where they still are one of the main sponsors of a lot of their stuff. Yeah, it was um, it was really cool. I, I wish I would have bought bought a t-shirt that said super buck on it and i should have got one at the airport now i want one but i have to go back because i screwed up my flight on the way home and i now have a round trip ticket 
back. <laughs> already oh, so paid for. I like how you said I have to go back. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry. I've already paid for it. I can't let it go to waste. <laughs> well, I will say um, Duque Brewing, which uh, is in it's it's in Lisbon. I, I know we stink. We're, we we were tourists, but Duque Brewing uh, was good, and they had a nice. A uh, little outdoor seating area, which was very relaxing because it's in an area that's very, very hilly. Spoiler alert, Lisbon is very hilly. Um, so it was nice to kind of just very sit hilly. there, have two beers, relax, and then get back to the hill climbing uh, that we were doing. So when you do go back, that would be a recommendation for me. Um, I will say, you know, I mentioned Sagres a couple of times. Definitely a step down for me from the Superbach and the Estrella. I don't know if you had any Sagres, but it it was definitely, uh, for me, I didn't enjoy the taste as much as the other two macros in the country. I'm going to say something. I feel like the Superbach was crispier. It was 100% crispier. It was 100%. And, and that's what it was. Like, there was a I, – I, and that's the thing. Like, I'm trying to tell you – explain to you why I didn't like the Sagres as much, but that's kind of what it is. It was kind of more mild. Yeah, when we left, because um, after we left Lisbon, we went to Madrid, and we left Madrid, and we had to come back through Lisbon. So when we were at our layover, I walked the Lisbon air booking for Superbuck, and it was not there. So I drank the Sagres. It's fine. Real? So Sagres is bigger than Superbuck, I think. I was shocked, but maybe it's, um, I, I, I don't know how it works, you know, in Lisbon with the distribution, but the, the airport's. All the bars had the same alcohol available. Yeah, you know what? It's probably just like it's here in the States where it's contract, where it's only Heineken products or only Miller products or only AB InBev products, and you can't do anything of the other ones. Yeah, and I almost left the airport. No, but I almost left the airport to go get a Superbuck, but I was worried that I would miss the flight. And the way that my day had been going that day, I totally would have missed the flight. (laughs) So, look, I think the takeaway is – um, first of all, I think the main takeaway is get over yourself. Enjoy the beer of the area. And if it's the macros, it's still macros that you haven't tried, so you don't need to turn your nose up to it. Secondly, and I, that was the lesson that Lachelle gave me personally that I'm passing along, the the Lachelle, the Lachelle lesson that was she gave here on this episode of Head Retention was talk to your bartenders. Talk to your servers See what they are drinking. Order whatever you want as the first round. But then as soon as that first round comes, start talking to – wait, what are you, what's going on? What, what, what was that? Somebody landed in a plane? Um, we're blowing leaves on the patio. Got it. Well, it's, tis, <laughs> tis the season of fall. So talk to your servers while you get that first round. See what they enjoy. See what they're drinking. Uh, see what they're into and and let them guide you for the rest of that beer drinking uh, experience for that day. 110%. Let, let the bartenders do their job. Any, they want to help you. Anything else, Lachelle? Was there, a, was there a craft beer that you did like? Was there was there a place that you would recommend if somebody goes to Lisbon? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Time out market. Um, we were there for four days. We went five times. Being at one day, we went back twice. So I went there, and uh, for if people who who have not been to Lisbon, it's just a huge like uh, 
rest like it's like a food court but like it's on a pavilion ste- of yumminess of steroids yeah a, a, a food court on steroids it's not like in a mall it's literally just the food court as the standalone but they've got any kind of food you want they do have craft beer in there which i had a couple of 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 craft beers in there uh, and then they they also have all the macros that we've been talking about as well so I, I think I emailed you when I was in line for a craft beer, um, the guy in front of me started talking to me and he goes, oh, I feel like, you know what you're doing just because of the way you're ordering. And I was like, OK, whatever. <laughs> and he was from the States and he works at a brewery on the West Coast. <laughs> and so we've actually stayed in touch. We've, we've exchanged emails. And I was like. Beer people truly attract beer people. It's we true. We find each other wherever we are. It's true. Now, I, I'm sorry I'm blanking on the name of the uh, little craft brew area that is in Time Out Market. However, there is only one. Is it the one in the center, Lachelle? Is that the one you were it talking is, It is. It's the one in the center. Um, but the, the, the Time Out Market, it has five five bars, including like the craft beer one, an Aperol bar, yes. two full bars. A wine wine, wine you know, bar. You, yep. um, you got a great bottle of, of wine for 10 euros, and it was a fantastic bottle. I mean, just just go to Lisbon and drink everything, eat everything, and bring elastic waistpants. I don't think I could sum it up any better than that. Like I said, we've got some episodes coming up, including a very controversial subject, uh, flights. Are they in or are they out? We'll talk with uh, some brewers. We'll talk with some consumers. And we'll talk with people in between to find that out. But uh, thank you for uh, for bearing with us. We are back. We are here for the fall season and into the winter. Lachelle, Portuguese beers. We have to, we have to, we know what we have to do. We have to coordinate our next trip so that we go to the same place. Not the same time, but we go to, we go to a place where we both can discuss the beers of the area. Well, I'm going to Paris in February. Oh, Start planning your trip. Okay. Thank you, Lachelle. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Heading out already? Well, make sure you follow us on social at head underscore retention so you don't miss any new releases. 